Well, howdy there, dad and lovely listeners. It's a brand new Minnesota installment of the Ultimate Podcast. It's dead and lovely here with the hostess of most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. Yeah, and we are here today to be giving you guys a very special, hot, off-the-presses mini-sode on the new Evil Dead Rise, which just came out in 20 and 23. We both just went and seen it last night on opening night, and uh, we've not talked about it whatsoever, so we're going to give you our genuine opinions and responses about this here on today's show we're gonna do a little spoiler free kind of thing up front and then we're gonna go totally fast and furious and put the spoiler on it that way we get more down for us on our tail ends Mm -hmm. and uh blow this thing up so don't let us ruin the movie for you although you know it's not really that spoilery of a movie you want to give them genuine opinions i'm out here giving them genuine opinions so look out yeah i think y'all should jump on it Let's do it. <laughs> Maybe you Ride do. it. My phony. <laughs> Dude, I was like I was I was watching a show or something a couple weeks ago that had that song on the soundtrack. So uh-huh. it had, you know, the, the words on screen because I want stuff with subtitles. Yeah. Uh-huh. I never realized that he says the word horny in the chorus, and yeah. somehow that's the lamest horny. thing you can say. Let's do it. <laughs> Yes. If you're horny. If you're not, let's just watch some TV. <laughs> Look, what you got to understand is genuine gets. Sometimes you're just not down for sex, okay? True. Yeah. yeah. He's he, that's that's why all those rednecks in that bar in the music video fell for him. <laughs> oh man, that that video, dude. <laughs> That video. <laughs> I feel like yeah. we could do a whole podcast just about that oh, video. That video sometime. for sure. I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> Old genuine. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so we're going to give you guys a spoiler-free review and then get spoiler with it. And it's just been a scant two days since we recorded our Wick Air Man episode uh-huh. that came out last week. So I've not really had a whole lot of time to do a whole lot of nothing, except that I'll tell you what, I'm getting stoked for tonight. I'm just like... Uh, Janet Jackson, I'm waiting for tonight. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I also just accidentally dumped a titty out, just like Janet Jackson. <laughs> well, the ship I went mean, out. hold on now. Justin Timberlake was the one who dumped her titty out, so... Oh, it's true. Yeah. That's true, man, yeah. So, what are you doing tonight? I think we tonight? talk about that enough. Like, like, you know, Justin Timberlake, it's like, oh, beloved, you know, ramen hair guy, has so many good songs, and it's like... He dumped Janet's titty out on TV one time. He did. He did. That was not. Um, that is. That is what they call a very, very bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He should not have done that. That's terrible. And he should certainly so. like say, "Hey, I shouldn't have done that. That was shitty." <laughs> I should have left that titty in. He should say. Yes. Yeah. In in the circumstance of the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so tonight we are going uh to see fucking lizzo here in knoxville man i'm excited oh, yeah. about that that's going to be a fun time i'm uh I-, I enjoy lizzo's music i'm not going to say i'm like an ultra fan or anything but i like her tunes and her uh-huh. vibe and all that i'm just kind of excited because i've never seen a full-on like pop star concert before you know it's like oh, i've yeah. been to a lot mm-hmm. of rock and metal shows and stuff but i've never been to a pop star show so i think the you know the performance and the uh production and stuff is gonna be pretty ridiculous the closest i've been to i guess a pop star show is i saw no doubt in 94 
Oh. But Gwen Stefani was not a pop star at the time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were still flirting with Scott at that point. Yes, they were, yeah. Uh, it was it was an okay show. I I mean, I remember having fun. 94. Damn, dude. Uh-huh. Just a the little bitty baby days. kid. Mm-hmm. I've got this idea, and I'm going to see if I can get everybody on our road to do it, where whenever Lizzo comes out on stage for the first time, uh-huh. I'm going to see if we can get everybody to yell at once, it's about damn time. D- like, I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah. I, I Don't think- you think? I, I I think you could probably convince the predominantly white middle class audience to do that. <laughs> do you think she'd think it was funny? Oh boy, I bet she'd laugh so much. <laughs> she'd probably whip the flute out immediately, just like you people Whoa. deserve a flute solo. Fucking <laughs> killing it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, it'll be a good time, man. I'm looking forward to it. What have you been up to? Um uh well not a whole lot yesterday was 420 um Woo! so i went to the the local uh, uh weed monger and uh asked them to mong me some weed and they did a bunch of it for like <laughs> a pittance uh i a think pittance, I, I think I, say. I think yeah i think they asked me for a high five on a song and uh <laughs> i was like all right slapped them five and then i was like well, I'm a little bit older and a lot less bolder than I used to <laughs> oh, be. Shit. They were like, damn, all right. We didn't expect that. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I love that that's the tune that you would do for the weed monger. Yeah. That's just the tune that's been in my head since I woke up. But, wow. Uh, uh, but yeah, I got like so much stuff for, for nothing. It was insane. The guy immediately, as I walked in, he was like, uh, would you like a, a one gram pre-roll joint for a dollar? I was like, Fuck yes. yes, I would. <laughs> a dollar? A dollar. Oh, my God, dude. I, I got mean, out of there frankly, with so much weed. It should be very cheap. It is yeah. a bountiful plant that Absolutely, grows in yeah. literally any condition. So, yeah. you know, it yeah. should be cheap. But It should be. Wow. And it, it, was, it was great. I, I got so much stuff, and I, I'm very happy. I was very much like That's a kid rad. in a candy store. <laughs> dude i'll tell you you know one thing that was refreshing that happened um yesterday on 420 kate sent me a thing on instagram that was a bunch of different you know celebrities and stuff you know calling for uh people to call their local governments and ask you know and demand for for clemency for people that are in jail right now for weed related crimes like you know mm. weed is legal in so much of the fucking country now but we have people that are in jail all over the place for crimes that lots of big corporations are making money off of right now selling weed. It makes zero fucking sense. No, yeah, it's Um, it's insane. Yeah, but what was refreshing is like I reposted that with like, hey, I agree with this. Fucking let these people out of fucking jail for owning a plant. Relax. It's legal in a lot of the country. I think most of the country at this point. Mm -hmm. I didn't get any flack from it. None. Yeah, why would you? Nobody disagrees. It is absolutely insane that it's not legal. But, I mean, it's... <laughs> Welcome to America. Hey, everybody. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to this Evil Dead Rise podcast where we're talking about how America is an evil empire. 
that's what people tune in for, man. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that was a refreshing change, man. So it's good to see that attitudes about weed are, are changing, I think, across the country. So hopefully we'll see our elected officials listen to us. That'd be nice, right? <laughs> Surely they're listening and representing yeah. my voice, right? Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> they really, really, really want to do the things we want. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, seriously, living here uh, in Portland has just uh, opened my eyes to how easy it can be. Um, it's, it's, it's great. And yeah, it should it should be just legal recreationally everywhere because hell yeah, it's wonderful. Absolutely. So I'll tell you what else is wonderful, man. Um, Kate and I finally became the last white people to start watching Ted Lasso the other day. <laughs> the very last ones. All right. There's none left. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but I, okay. So you're the I last bastion. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm holding out just just to be the last. Yeah, so like people it? have been telling us since 2020, it's like you guys have to watch Ted Lasso. You have to watch it. Yeah, it's so uh-huh. uplifting and it's so fun and yada yada. And uh, we started it the other day. I think we're like three or four episodes in now, dude. It's fucking fun. It really uh-huh. is just a delightful little uplifting treat. Yeah, uh, I am enjoying it. Perhaps cloyingly sweet at times, but okay. I'll tell you what, dude. Like considering that that show started, I think it was like August of 2020. Man alive, that's a ray of sunshine a lot of fucking people needed in August of 2020. So yeah. I can definitely get people's like very sentimental, emotional attachment to the show because it probably was a great thing for a lot of people. But I'm yeah. enjoying it, man. It's a sweet show. That's cool. Yeah, I, I'll check it out sometime. Yeah, I think you'd like it, man. There's some clever writing and stuff in there. There's some good characters. And yeah, I'm definitely digging it so far. What have you been watching? Um, we really haven't done much except watch, uh, uh, the Evil Dead movies because, uh, Anna and I are doing a Hellrankers episode on the Evil Dead episode, uh, Evil Dead franchise, including Ash versus Evil Dead. So, uh, I've gotten through them and let me tell you, buddy, uh, I'm not going to say much about Evil Dead Rise, but when you think about solid horror franchises... And I, I need you to think about them, as I just said. Um, <laughs> uh, Evil Dead's pretty goddamn solid. It is. You know what? Pretty yes. hard to I, shake. I it. was, I was thinking about that myself earlier when I was thinking about this entire franchise of movies. Which, you know, one thing that I'll say about it is that it hasn't ever gotten greedy. I mean, no. we've talked a lot about the Freddy movies and the Jason movies right. and how they were just cranking them out and not giving a shit. It's just like, right. whatever, put another one out. It's a new year. Mm-hmm. This new year needs another fucking Freddy movie. Like, honestly, the Evil Dead franchise has been around since... I mean, fuck, when did the first one come out? Uh, 1981, right? Jesus, it's been around that long. As long as your entire life, longer than my yes, entire yeah. life. <laughs> it is, it's, uh, we've grown up together. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I think we've just we're gotten both the fifth good. movie. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I know we just got and, the fifth, and and they just finished yeah. like an Ash versus the Evil Dead TV series very recently. Like, but yeah, there you know, there's not been a a, a ton of installments. There's not been like just you know like a quick cash grab sort of installment. There's they're all intentional. They're all like very much. What uh, what they intended to put out to the audience, whether or not yeah. you know you like what they they put out, uh, I do. I, I I tend to like all of these on different levels. Um, 
But uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. In thinking about it, it was like, uh, I think we talked about Predator. When we talked about Prey, we talked about the Predator franchise. And I said, I think it's probably one of the most solid horror franchises. Um, and I think Evil Dead's like right up there. Yeah, I see what you mean, man. Because honestly, even the weakest installment of Evil Dead never reaches the depths of like, yeah, a, a Freddy's Dead. Right. Or, <laughs> I mean, Halloween. Name basically any Halloween movie. Right. Uh, except for, yeah, one, except for the, three. Yeah, a, and, a few good yeah, ones, yeah. <laughs> a couple of good ones in there. But like even the, the worst Evil Dead is still better than... I mean, fucking seventy percent of other horror franchises. So, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. it's never really hit rock bottom. No, and no, uh, I appreciate that about the series. Again, they never really got greedy. They've never done a, uh, a shit ass PG thirteen, completely right. missing the point installment. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's got integrity. It does. It does. I guess we're kind of tipping our hand a little bit about Evil Dead Rise. Uh, at the very least, we don't hate it. So, <laughs> I think I, I, you know, we're gonna do as we always do a spoiler-free section, and we'll we'll right. let you know well ahead of time when we're gonna get into the spoilers. But um, uh, I think you know when I when I sat down for this movie, you know, you and I both uh, didn't like the the trailers Mm-mm. or promotional material much at all. But uh, as I sat down for it, I still was like. You know, I I had just watched through all the the Evil Dead movies, including the 2013 remake, and I was just like, you know, I I don't know what to expect of this. I have no idea. And um, I came out of it with like, I don't know. I was I was very happy with hmm. the end of it. I okay. don't I I'm not gonna say I was very happy with the whole movie. But I yeah. was very happy with, I'd say, the last 20 minutes of the movie. I thought it mm-hmm. played out so fucking cool. Yeah, there was some some cool stuff there towards the very end. Um, even some new elements for the franchise, yeah. which I, I appreciated <laughs> seeing and hearing. Yes. There's a few new things that they kind of tried with this one that I'm a little mixed on. We'll kind of get yeah. deeper into that as we yeah, go. We but yeah, like you said, I was, I was not stoked about this one going into it. And... Sat down to watch it in theaters, and I um, I didn't love it. Honestly, just to put okay. it out front, like yeah. I didn't really love this movie. Like I'll, I'll put it to you this way: it is a average horror movie. It is a below average Evil Dead movie. Huh? Does that make okay. sense? I I would say, um, I would say yes, a below average Evil Dead movie. I think a little bit above average, though horror movie but i'd say yeah it's on that spectrum of average of yeah yeah it's it's not exceptional and at least you know i say average but at the same time i mean this definitely goes harder into some gore and stuff than yeah a lot that's of why i'd other, say it's slightly above yeah. average because the gore stuff is fucking rad uh yeah there's some that's pretty cool yeah but but yes it does rely a lot on some some of the current horror tropes and things and, and, and stuff that's, I don't know. There's a, there's some meta-ness in there where like, you know, uh, the neighbors are talking about doing a, uh, uh, nightmare on Elm street marathon or something. And mm-hmm. they say there are no bad installments or whatever. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, 
but it's it's not Evil Dead, you know? Like that's that's Scream. <laughs> Evil Dead's not yeah. not about getting into that. But that's I mean I don't know. Uh, I I I think everybody loves Evil Dead 2013 and in rewatching it and honestly when we covered it when we reviewed it like if I think about that movie critically I think it's it's a it should not be titled Evil Dead uh, at all right. and they should have cut yes. every connection to Evil Dead from it and it would have been a really solid horror movie um so uh, I I'm coming from a perspective that a lot of people aren't necessarily coming from but Evil Dead Rise can only exist because that movie's titled Evil Dead. Like, this could just be titled Dead Rise, and you got a interesting new uh, horror movie. Yeah, dude, totally agree. This did not have to be an Evil Dead movie to me. Nope. Like, honestly, I probably would have respected it more and had my expectations managed more if it didn't say Evil Dead on it. Uh I mean, it's. It's it's one of those things that I wouldn't say it enhances the movie in any way being nope. associated with the Evil Dead franchise. I think it's it only doesn't. to its detriment. If it would have been yep. called, you know, Mommy Loves You or whatever. Uh-huh, and, sure. You know, the, the, the kid summoned these demons because he found, I don't know. Yeah, it's a haunted record. Fucking any reason. Any yeah, reason whatsoever. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but it has to be the Necronomicon that summons specifically the Deadites. And it's got to be the I mean, same spoken words yeah. as always and shit. And, it's like, and, I don't really know that this needed that. We're uh, we're still no spoilers, but that it's not the Necronomicon, right? Like it's a completely right. it's it it doesn't look like a Necronomicon. It looks like a Harry Potter ass Necronomicon. Hell yeah, it does. Fuck yes, that's exactly what I was thinking about too. They like changed the design of the book to where it's got these kind of mm-hmm. like teeth that close up on the side like a clasp, yeah. and mm-hmm. it just looks like that fucking yeah. Is, is it the um? Shit, what class is it that Harry has that book for? Uh, the Tagger's uh, class. Care Magical Creatures. There you go. Um, it, it's I don't know. And yeah, I don't I don't want to spoil too much, but like there it's there are things in here that just aren't evil dead, uh including yeah. the religious angle. Like what the mm, fuck is okay. going on there? That religion has yeah. never played into evil dead ever. Well, yeah, and there's there's an angle of subtext there that I I am curious about, and we'll have to get into spoiler turf whenever we talk about that. But that yeah. seems deliberate to me, and that is a very new element, and that kind of threw me off guard a little bit. Yeah, um, and yeah, like I yeah I have I have some some major issues that uh, yeah we'll talk about more in the spoiler territory, but. I also feel like there were some really, really effective, good moments, and that it's well directed and and well done. Like, um, uh, uh what's her name, uh, Alyssa Sutherland, who plays the mom, Ellie. I think mm-hmm. she's fucking bringing it. She's really going mm-hmm. for it, and 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 that's awesome. And then uh, also, yeah. uh, uh, the sister, uh, Bridget, um, she when some certain things happen she gets fucking real good um mm-hmm. i don't so have it, a lot of complaints about the acting the kid yeah. the kid actors and stuff were They're good great. too yeah surprisingly like um, everybody's australian um i didn't yeah, really right? i didn't really notice it 
So no. yeah, they, they, everybody's doing a, g- a good job in, in the film. And I, and I think again, like Lee Cronin, the writer director of this, uh, wrote and directed a, a, a solid horror movie. So that's, yeah. that's positive as hell. So if you want to see a solid horror movie, go see evil dead, dead rise. But if you want to see a good evil dead movie, uh, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the introduction of kids into here is also a new thing for the Evil Dead franchise. This is usually yeah. preyed upon uh, teens and adults and stuff. And, you know, this all centers on this kind of small family unit in a high-rise building, which, again, also very different setting for an Evil Dead. We're used to the, the cabin core horror or <laughs> ridiculous medieval setting <laughs> of yeah, Army yeah. of Darkness. Yeah, they move it to the city, and I, I'm not going to to spoil it, but I, I do question why mm-hmm. do that. Like, what does it yeah. add? Um, I'm okay what, yeah. with it. I mean, I'm okay with it it's not fine. always sure. being people find this book in a cabin in the woods. Like, I'm okay yeah. with that change up. I think that there's a lot of question marks in my head as to, like, how the fuck did the Necronomicon end up there? That's right, yeah. How does it strange. end up in Los Angeles from uh, a cabin in the woods in uh, in Tennessee or North Carolina or wherever yeah. it's, it's supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. There's some missing elements right there. Like, I'm okay with it moving out of the country and into the city. That's sure. a fine change. Um so I don't really have any problems with, with the setting and stuff. The gloominess of this high-rise building with the electricity out and stuff got a little visually boring to me, where it's yeah. just like, it's mm-hmm. dark. It's dark the whole yeah. fucking movie. It's dark and rainy, and yeah. um, it kind of got a little bit hard to see what was going on at times. There's a lot of like yeah. blurred focus and like two perspective shots that got a little bit like, wait, what, what just happened? And then it'd be clarified in the next shot. Yeah, I I don't know. Having just rewatched the the first 3 Evil Dead movies. The, I mean, they're just well lit and colorful. And yeah. then I mean, Evil Dead 2013 goes its own dark path, but it's gorgeous. Like Fed Alvarez, fucking he he went with a palette, and it's clear that oh, he yeah. shot for that palette, and it wasn't like filters or whatever. Um, this, yeah, it kind of just feels like a lot of current too dark uh, horror movies, uh, where it's just like I'd rather be able to see this than everything go for this like blue dark blue palette or whatever. Yeah, everything is just like wet and damp and dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the in whole LA, movie. it kind of loses. How the how impact. is everything wet in LA? Everything right? Just, it's not. That's not LA. It's a little strange. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like the the introduction to kids. Like I said, that's that's an okay thing to add in some new uh, yeah some new blood to the franchise sure. and stuff. One yeah, of the I'm problems cool that. that I have with it though is. Okay, and I don't, I don't even exactly know, know why this is, but to me, whenever you have Bruce Campbell or any of the other, yeah, adults and teenagers and stuff, but especially Bruce Campbell with his fucking big-ass, you know, hero butt chin and all of his mannerisms and shit, and, like, he's getting, like, blood puked onto his face and shit, it's funny, yeah, it's not yeah. really funny when it's uh, like 
kids a and child. teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that's not yeah. funny. Like even though yeah. even though they did some of the evil dead gross out things in this, it's uh-huh. like the impact and the cell was completely different than when it's fucking Ash getting it in the face. And I'm not saying that is just a total Evil Dead loyalist if it's not well, Ash saying groovy, I don't care about it. It's not even that. It's just that that, that impact is different to me. Does that make sense? Here's the thing. If you watch Ash versus Evil Dead, you can see how you could bring kids into the fold oh. and it, it can get good. And it's funny still. They can make stuff funny still with like a, 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 a even in, in uh, season three, a, a toddler. And it's, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, mm. And this is the thing is, this movie's not really going for hilarious. At, at, at any I had some point. questions about that. Dude, there's, there's certain moments in this movie where. Okay, I'll put it to you this way. Like in, in Evil Dead 2, when some of the ridiculous shit happens in that, there's no question. You you laugh at it because it's yeah, supposed it's to be funny. It's supposed to there be were, very funny, yeah. Yeah. There were moments in this where I was like, wait, was that supposed to be funny? Was well, that there supposed are, to laugh right there? There are definitely some laugh lines. And uh, I, I'm not going to say the line because we're in the, the non-spoiler yeah, territory, yeah, yeah. but I'll talk about it in a little bit. But it got a huge laugh. Uh, and, and like I felt like it was supposed to be funny, and people were clearly laughing because it was supposed to be funny. Um, mm. So there were moments where they definitely infused some humor, and you know, uh, Evil Dead twenty thirteen is like that too. It's it's not very funny. There are some funny moments, but like uh, it, it it's not super funny. But that's okay because like Evil Dead one isn't super funny. It's, not intentionally, no. Yeah, not intentionally. It's it's uh, we're really looking at two an army of darkness and Ash versus the Evil Dead, um, and and you know also the way he's represented in the comics, um, it, you know Ash is is funny and he's using humor to deal with all of his trauma and Evil Dead twenty thirteen gets like camp gory at the end. And I would say this one does too. So it like it is doing what the first Evil Dead does as far as like tone. But yeah, I it's don't probably th- closer in tone yeah to the yeah. first one than any of the other ones. Yeah, it's, but it's weird because like almost everybody agrees Evil Dead Two is the superior Evil Dead. So yeah. why why are these people trying to duplicate Evil Dead One? <laughs> Like I don't know. Yeah. Give me Evil Dead too. Um, I think he, and and I think kind of with the way things go near the end, our uh, protagonist, who I, I won't say who it is, our protagonist um, becomes a little uh, ashy, and sure. I, I could definitely see the 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 protagonist um, in a sequel being a little more manic and crazy and and ashy that could that Mm -hmm. could be cool it could be yeah it definitely could be um 
the the gore and kills and stuff in this I, I will say on on a plus there's a lot of practical effects a lot of practical makeup and stuff i mean uh-huh. if you've seen the trailer cool. you've seen the the dead eye mom uh, uh-huh. a lot of makeup a lot of prosthetics and stuff i love that they went that route instead of looks cool. taking it easy and yeah. going to cg like yep. the practical effects that are here i i think all look pretty damn dope but yeah, of course there is there is some uh. cg and stuff in oh, here oh sure there's a little bit but like the stuff is largely practical that that is impressive the stuff that's not not too impressive uh there there's some there's a couple of times where i was like oh that was cg and like like noticeable to me cg for some weird reason uh like it it, it, but all the practical stuff is great and there is some cg stuff in there that's still great it's just that there's just a couple of moments where i was like huh that was weird um yeah i i also think that like uh it, the the design for the mom it it to me is reminiscent of Zelda in Pet Cemetery. And yeah, like, it's like I, between Zelda and fucking Reagan from The Exorcist. Yes, yeah, and, and that's cool. That's interesting. That's that's like, and it's 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 really well played um, by Alyssa Sutherland. So like, I I I was I was into that performance. Um, in it. I don't know though. It's it's just like we've seen, uh, you know, the mom in the basement thing. We've seen the uh, the you know uh, attempts to use lullabies or whatever to yeah, uh, dude, lull. Yes. You know, it's the I, mommy talk trope, like baby talk trope, yeah. is just so fucking dead to me, dude. Like, yeah. all that stuff that we saw in the trailers was like, mommy's with the maggot, honey, and like yeah, all I this like it. sweetie talk. Like, I, I, I hate like that it. shit. Yeah, It's never I, worked on me, and that's a trope that just needs to fucking go away. I'm so tired of the baby talk being creepy thing. It's not. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, so that, that wasn't effective on me, but... Again, it's it's um, it's got its moments that, that we'll talk about more in depth here in just a second. Yeah, yeah. Overall, like to me, I'll I'll tell you this, man. You know how a lot of times you watch a trailer for a movie and you're like, oh, that was like a, a two minute version of the movie, right? This movie I watched and I was like, oh, that was like a ninety minute version of the trailer. You know what I mean? Like, how, how, it didn't really surprise me in any way. Like, what the trailer sold oh. me is exactly what I got right here. I was kind of... Well... I was kind of sitting there in the theater, like, waiting for some tipping point where it's like, surely it's not just going to be literally what they showed me in the trailer. Like, it's going to change at some point here because they couldn't have laid all the cards on the table with that trailer. There's going to be something in here that's kind of a twist or goes in a direction I'm not expecting. And then, like... I don't even know when in the movie it was. It probably had to be like 30 minutes away from the end. I was like, nope, I think this is just the movie that they sold me. I think this is exactly what they build in the trailer. Um, So I kind of just quit expecting to be surprised (laughs) at that point. It was just straight up exactly what I was expecting. I I, I didn't have any surprises or anything in here. Huh. The ending, the last 20 minutes, you got all that from the trailer. Okay, now that, and and again, spoiler free. (laughs) The way they got there was a little bit different, and and I did enjoy that very much. Okay. But like, I feel like so many of the things that the trailer showed us was like the cheese grater and the the tattoo gun and yeah. uh, jumping out of the bathtub. It's kind of like 
the trailer kind of gave you the greatest hits right there. Like, there's not a ton else outside of what you saw right there. there there's some stuff that was too graphic they couldn't show in a trailer, of course, but I don't know. Oh. I feel like it was just exactly hmm. what I was expecting. I wasn't surprised in any way. I certainly was, and I'm... Uh, we'll Good. Talk about, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I Huh. Because there's some things that uh, definitely aren't in the trailer that uh, surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, so we'll... we'll We'll have to talk about that here in a second. For sure. For sure, man. What's some other non-spoilery stuff you think we can get into here? I can't think of anything that is is not going to not gonna spoil the fun. Um, other than just, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting setup uh that that is is different than anything we've seen in an evil dead movie like as you Mm -hmm. said they're kids but it's like it's a it's a family you know single mother type of thing sister shows up like it's this like non-traditional family sort of thing and i'm i'm interested in that dynamic because you know like with uh ash he his sister was was killed so that like Mm -hmm. affected him uh heavily because it was family and then of course he has to kill his his own uh uh, fiance or you know girlfriend who was going to propose to um those things you know are, are super effective at like changing ash and and turning him into who he becomes and then in the second one you have the daughter of the um archaeologist whose mother is in the basement you know so there's again like that that familial Hmm, connection that's Uh, true yeah i hadn't thought about it that way but there has kind of always been at least a hint of a familial element going on in these movies and in this they just went all in like it's all it's almost all family you know other than some some other people who live in the apartment building but uh that that is you know that 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 adds an extra layer of like you know these people are are gonna try to protect each other but also like be very hesitant to fight uh this demon mother because they're happy uh to to see her up and about you know (laughs) like uh it 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 is an interesting dynamic and i i like I liked how some of that played out. Okay. Yeah. Again, I applaud it for trying some some new things with the series, some good practical effects and everything. I I, I don't know. It just didn't really sell for me. Uh, I, I wasn't really yeah. blown blown away by uh. much of it. Average horror movie, below average Evil Dead movie. Um, I would say it's my, my least favorite of the franchise by far. I've not watched the Ash vs. Evil Dead show, but it sounds like from everything you've told me, I would love it. So Yeah, you're um, <laughs> you definitely love Ash vs. Evil Dead. So yeah, you're not gonna Yeah, you're not gonna watch Ash vs. Evil Dead and be like, Nope, that's the worst. So yeah, if you, you think this one, is right. the lowest this is the lowest for you, I'm gonna hold that judgment for the Hellrankers episode that will be up on Patreon uh th- this weekend. Um so yeah, I think um, for me, this is one that if you um, if if you're just interested in going to the theater to see, uh, I I think a slightly above average horror movie, go see it. But you might just wait for it to hit streaming. Uh, yeah. 
But I, I, I had a good time in the theater, so you know, go go ahead and, and check it out if if you want to spend that money. And it seems like I'm in the minority here. Like while I, I was at the gym I earlier, I, was, I, I saw was, some pretty bad reviews, reviews on, on Twitter. Did you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I saw some stuff. So I, I think I think you're not in the the absolute minority. But let's we'll get into it with with the spoilers. I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, we're yeah. hey uh, here. Be spoilers. Don't look keep out. Going look out. Yep. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Unless you want us to spoil it for us, yeah. So well, want, want us yeah. to spoil it for us, unless unless you want I us want to spoil you it for us? to spoil it for us. That's what I mean to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. You got me. You got me. Okay, yeah. So we're gonna get a little bit more spoilery and in depth right here. Uh, again, I'm glad that you had a better time than I did, and it yeah. seems like a lot of the reviews and stuff that. I have read and watched for it today had a lot of people just clamoring over it and I'm like okay so these were probably just bought <laughs> for sure like one guy was like oh my god it feels just like Sam Raimi directed it and there were no, no. jump scares it's like no. what the fuck movie there did were you a, watch there were there were several jump scares but that okay just rewatching the Evil Dead series recently jump scares are not out of the question for Raimi but he well, tends no. to keep it to one to two this one has uh, a few more than that and mm-hmm. that's I, i'm not a big fan of that part i i definitely like when i say i had a good time i still was like sitting there writing because uh, i i I, t- I took some notes i wrote down a good bit of uh like angry stuff i was not fully happy with what i was watching uh, mm. I think that the end just very much justified for me uh, a 90-minute movie. Uh, it felt like, yeah, okay, well, this is fun. But uh, you're right. Like, I had so many problems. Let's let's start, you know, talking about those. Let's start from the top of the movie here. Okay. So the movie kicks off with some teenagers in a cabin, and one uh-huh. of them is instantly yeah. possessed. And yeah. that leads to that that great scalp rip. I loved seeing her grab uh-huh. that girl by the by the pigtail and just uh-huh. rip her Ripping fucking scalp. Off. That yeah, was, it was, it was visceral badass. and yeah. practical, and that yeah. was that was pretty dope, man. And I even really liked the the levitation out of the water and the title credits rising yeah, over the mountains. Yeah, that was really like, cool. Fuck, I yeah. liked that like, a lot. Yeah. I that was, was very was Raimi, like having yeah. the titles rise up like that. That yeah. felt like a very Sam Raimi. That kind of felt like Evil Dead to me. I was like, yeah. wow, this just comes right out of the gate in fifth gear with no explanation or whatever. But then it turns out that that's just the the wraparound that doesn't really contribute anything to the story whatsoever. No, no. It's like, hey, what if we made this movie? And it's like, yeah, that, that would be an Evil Dead movie. Um, well, it's like they had a checklist of like, you're making an Evil Dead movie? Well, there has to be some teens in a cabin. And they're right. like, oh, shit, how else can we do that other than being like, well, we'll do a cabin teenager scene and then be like, I don't know, a day earlier, this is the stuff that happened, and then wrap it up at the very end with the girl getting possessed in the parking garage, and then I guess a deadite can still drive a car to get to this cabin in the woods and knew where this cabin was or whatever. Like, yeah, how sure, a deadite could drive work? a car. Uh, a deadite right. could definitely drive a car, I think. Yeah. Would a dead would a deadite download a car though? I think they probably. I would. think deadites would download anything they could. Uh, so I I should I should uh, just go ahead and 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 uh, 
tell a story right quick since we're talking about the beginning of the movie. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you told me about this. Yeah. So I, I was sitting there for the movie, watched all the all the previews. Did you see that preview for the movie Strays? Strays. Is that the one with the dogs? Yeah. That has been in front of every movie I've seen for the past two months, dude. What? Who? What, who's the audience for that? It looks like a kid's movie, but it's it's full of people saying fuck. Um, right? What? Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> sat, through, sat through the previews, and then the movie started, and instantly it was like, what's going on? Because it was like a weird, like, it looked like a weird glitch um filter and i could tell it was a drone shot so i was like well this is a weird choice to like do a drone shot but also like make it glitchy but then it continued to look like that for four minutes oh shit (laughs) (laughs) i saw people just walking out obviously going to be like hey something's fucked up so they, they came in and they were like, oh, hey, uh, we got to reset our projector. Uh, that was That's funny. I really was just like, what a weird fucking decision for quite a bit there. That's <laughs> <laughs> an artistic choice. Yeah. Also, I will say, like when the movie kicks off and it's the you know typical spirit vision that we're used to seeing, but then it turns out, it's like, oh, no, that's a guy with a drone. Like, I kind of appreciated that. That was like, oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that. That's all right. Um, I, I, uh, I hate, I hate all these drone shots. Listen, I like, right? I like drone shots sometimes. I hate that every movie has a drone shot now. I hate it. Everything. Yeah. Well, like, okay, okay, let's just talk about it. And yes, I know I'm about to be nitpicky and you could probably find times where this uh is stupid of me to say but where did the director of the film get the uh uh uh, footage from that drone the character was operating Hmm. like where like is this a found footage film right no it's not a found footage film so if you give me a drone <laughs> shot, don't tell me the character is operating it. I'm fucking tired of it. It has to huh. end. It's so stupid. We're not doing this. Every goddamn movie can't have some found footage element just because right. you want to use drones. Use your drone. That's funny. You do it. You use a camera operator who's not a character in the goddamn movie, which is what they're doing anyway. So why are you telling me the character's operating? I don't know. You're right, though. It is a cool <laughs> way to do that, like demon vision and, and kind of do a twist on that. I don't know why uh, it pisses me off so much. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Dude, but it, uh, that's fine. funny. I hadn't thought about it that way because there for a second, the character is the director of the movie. It's right. like, you know what it is? It's kind of like rather than having diagenic music where the music you're hearing uh-huh. is actually happening in the movie, this is footage. like diagenic direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, huh. it, it's, it's a normal part of movies since, you know, long, long ago. Like, you know, maybe a character picks up a camera and now we're seeing the footage through the camera or whatever. That happens. Yeah. I know that. I just don't like drone shots that much. <laughs> That's funny, dude. So, one of the things that this movie pissed me off with first. Uh-huh. 
and it's such a it's such a fucking minor quabble but damn it it really really bugs me so what's our protagonist's name in this the sister the sister is beth beth uh-huh so beth is a in her words guitar technician that's right that's uses right. that term uh-huh. guitar tech uh-huh who we later find out is aspiring to become like the the chief position of her crew for this band that she works with. Okay. Listen, guys. Uh-huh. I've done touring. Right. I know a lot of people that are in ginormous, huge bands. Right. This is not how this works. You do not have a <laughs> crew of guitar techs. Especially when it shows us at the start of the movie. It looks like the fucking band is playing at damn Long Branch Saloon. It's this little <laughs> tiny graffiti-covered dump. And they have a crew of techs that she's aspiring to become number one in? Yep. <laughs> number Fuck off. one. Number what are you one talking of about? the techs for this band. Dude, even like ginormous, <laughs> huge bands have like one tech between both guitar players in the band. Right. That's seriously, even in huge <laughs> fucking bands. That pissed me off, dude. Yeah, I I get that. I <laughs> I also just in the opening was a little confused. Are deadites filled with cum? <laughs> like she They're just real backed up. That's why I was so like angry. Like a bunch of cum, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then later it happens again. Uh huh. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe that's why they're so hostile, man. <laughs> what? Like, what? What happened? They drank too much cum, and that made them mad. Too much uh, the testosterone <laughs> and the cum. That's what. That's did what it, it is. Okay. Yeah. They should have used protein, semen-free protein <laughs> supplements that we promote on the show. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a new wrinkle to me that I was like, I don't get what that does for us, but okay. I, All right then, yeah i I did like I did though like from the opening immediately just go like oh okay I'm in like you said like that that opening the the rising up out of the water and fucking evil dead rise in the background I was like yeah cool I'm down for this and then we cut to a guitar technician right. who is finding being, out that she is pergonant yeah yeah <laughs> she's pergonant and. You know, this this thing in the movie where she finds out that she's pregnant and then goes and visits her sister, who already has her own established family, seems to be important. I just think the messaging here is is jumbled. I don't exactly get what they're trying to say with all this stuff. Um, uh, themes it, of yeah. becoming a parent, being pregnant, motherhood. Yeah. There, there's two souls. Like, at one point, oh, one of the deadites Jesus. is like, yeah, there's is two it- souls in you. It's this anti-abortion message, right? Like what? the baby what? already has know. a soul. Like because maybe she, she's not showing. No, so, so it's very early on in the pregnancy. Yeah, uh, and also the mom is uh, when she's like uh, she comes back from the dead. She starts like throwing those eggs in the pan. A lot of them yeah. are partially fertilized. Yeah, because there's blood in them. Yeah. Yeah. I like I don't know what it's getting at with all the motherhood shit. I don't get it. It's not really clear. Like it seems like they're trying to say something here, but it's not exactly clear. Like the best that I could kind of come up with is that 
you know, with, with, with the sister finding out that she's pregnant, and obviously her and her sister and her sister's kids are all very loose and free and liberal. Like, it's yeah. very, very obvious that they're a very liberal family. Um, but then once the mom gets possessed, she starts taking on more traditional motherly traits. She's literally barefoot in the kitchen, frying eggs for the uh-huh. family. She starts talking baby talk. Because like before right. that, there hadn't been any hints of any of this baby talky stuff. But then uh-huh. after the possession starts, that's when the, you know, mommy, uh, yeah, mommy's with the maggots now. Like, all the kind of baby talky stuff comes from. And even later on, whenever the uh, the teenage daughter gets possessed, that's when she starts in with the baby talk. I don't like it when things tickle my tummy or whatever she fucking says. Yeah. Again, baby talk shit just needs to fucking go. It's not spooky or anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wonder if this was in some way supposed to correspond with... Um, the sister's fears of, you know, what she'd become if she's a mother, if she has to become a domestic baby-talking traditional mom, or if she can continue to have her cool liberal lifestyle. I don't know if that was meant to reflect maybe her fears of becoming a mom and what that would be like. It's just unclear to me. Did you catch any of that? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that, that stuff seemed to be there. Uh, I don't know what... I don't know what it's doing. If, if like, I mean, because like, yeah, you're the the daughter's talking about what she's gonna wear to the protest, and like, uh, the one of the kids is definitely like, I think loosely coded as being trans. It's never brought up, right? Which yeah, it's not. Brought I appreciate. Up. Yeah, you don't have to fucking make that a talking point. It's a kid. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that like, uh. I don't know that they're they're it's it's interesting because I was like are the filmmakers trying too hard with the family or are we supposed to get that the family is uh, I mean uh, I, as you said liberal I, I think would be the the way to put it they're kind of LA liberals who yeah like you know she's she's worried about what she's wearing to the, to the protest like she wants to look cool and whatnot like they're they're not they're not like a, a, a very like far out radical family um, for L A so they're, yeah. they're they're just kind of being shown as, as typical um, but I, I was I didn't know I couldn't tell at first. If the film was making fun of them, if it was like saying, you know, look at these, look how crunchy they are, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I wasn't sure. I, I don't think it was, but I, yeah, you know, I thought that's like what we're saying is, it's kind of like the messaging is is a little like what what exactly are you getting at? Because I know you're getting at something. It's clear that you're getting yeah. at something, but I'm not sure exactly what it is. Well, especially when the thing that ends up turning this very liberal family into Again, more traditional familial motherhoody kind of roles with some of the dialogue and stuff is they bring in some books and records what got a preacher on them. <laughs> okay, man, I got a problem with this. Who recorded the first record? Who recorded that meeting? Dude, and decided I don't to know. press it as a as an album. Yeah, just for exposition. I know. It doesn't. It's not. It's not about 
the book, uh, like what's in the book or anything. It's just talking about the book. Like, hey, we got this book. Uh, and uh, the voice of the person who runs in and says, you know, like, oh, it's bad, it's evil or whatever. That was uh, Bruce Campbell. And oh, no the, the director uh, thinks that, it, you know, he, he considers it to be Ash Williams coming and trying to stop them. Um, huh. So Ash may be kind of in this movie, but I don't really understand why that record exists. The others I get where they're like reading from the book and stuff. Yeah, but why? Exactly. <laughs> Saying words you don't know. Exactly. Yeah, why this record just that's just about a meeting about the book? <laughs> Like, what? Also, great question here too. Why is it that kid who is a you know aspiring pro DJ and knows what they're doing in there with the the turntables and shit doesn't know how to flip the switch to change the RPMs on the fucking record and they have to spin the record faster with their finger? That's like the guitar technician thing where it's like I know yeah. how this shit works. Turntables have different RPMs on them. Well, crank it, it up. It's it's possible because like um uh, we have a a an old. Victrola here that um, M's family has had for a, for a long time, and it uses a, a a record type that you can't play on modern turntables. So it could just yeah. be something like that, where because he, the, the 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 kid does like change the the speed, but it, it doesn't it doesn't speed it up enough, which is why. He's then like turning it faster, so maybe it's that. I I kind of just, just like was okay with that, but it, it 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 did itch at me a little bit, where it was just like I don't know. <laughs> like it seems like even when he turned it to forty five, it would have been clearer as words. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look like a weird fucked up size record either to me. That's what kind of no. It did look like the normal size. Yeah, it's true. But it does seem like there is something about this conservative religious preacher message turns their house upside down. Yeah. Yes. It's it is interesting. You're right. Um, it's I guess that is kind of a turn, me. honestly, on, on the typical shit that we saw all through you know the '80s with movies like Black Roses and shit like that, where it's like it's them records with devil worshippers on right. you that turn you into a monster. And it's like in this, it's like oh, it's actually a preacher talking about this okay. Necronomicon. <laughs> I guess it's okay. kind of a twist in a way. All right, then. Okay, maybe that explains for me the religious angle because it's anti-religious because there's also jump scare Jesus at one point yeah where that <laughs> cross, jump scare jesus yeah uh, cross just falls down just jump scares him uh but it's yeah. a preacher talking about this evil book it's not like he's like reading from the bible and that possesses everybody like he is talking about the right. necronomicon so it's like not really well he does he doesn't heed ash's warning uh, so yeah maybe this is again like just like the archaeologist in the first one it's hubris you know like uh uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I can now see because I was a little pissed about throwing religion in there at all because that's just yeah. not Evil Dead. Evil Dead is not about Christianity doing anything, but uh -uh. it it also doesn't seem to do anything in this. Like the, it doesn't end with like you know the sister uh, grabbing a cross and holding it up to the big spider deadite's head. Which by the way, the spider deadite is fucking rad as hell that <laughs> like, so I, I, cool. I like that yeah. a lot i like yeah. that a lot that was like a new edition where i was like okay now this is something new for the series yeah and so cool <laughs> i was I on board it. with that 
yeah. that was like very fucking Peter Jackson, Dead Alive to me. Yeah, yeah, I I I loved a good bit of of what happens in this. And I just want to talk about those things real quick, just small things that I think maybe. As you said, you know, the trailer sells tells you a lot of what's coming, and it does, but she rips the arms off a child. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Rips that, that is pretty brutal. The arms <laughs> off a child is brutal yeah. as fuck. It's so fucking rad. Um so I, I I think that and the the spider deadite like really were enough for me to be like okay it sold more than the trailer but you're right all the other stuff is basically in there what was the um uh the daughter swallowing glass was that in the yeah. trailer yeah it was in Jesus. the trailer yeah you saw the glass like, poking through oh the neck and stuff oh my god I didn't pay attention the cheese to the grater trailer. thing yeah that was the so cheese grater good, thing but was why a put that in the trailer. Okay, yeah, that's the thing. It could have been better to me, dude. Like, really? The the trail, yeah, because the trailer shows him like swing the cheese grater at somebody, and you're like, oh shit, like they're going fucking hardcore on this. In the movie, they swing it, drag it across. I think it's like her leg, and it's like some abrasion, and it's like, and we're moving on. Yeah, like, but dude, you see like cheese strings of of skin too. I guess, but dude, I've seen fucking Terry Funk get worse in real life. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's true. Okay, you that's true. You gotta go true. above the funk I mean, you know? listen, I guess you... you. Yes, we are desensitized <laughs> somewhat because <laughs> that's a of me Terry problem. Funk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Terry Funk made it made us do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I thought that moment was good. I But yeah, it sucks to show it largely in the trailer. To show all those good moments... Like if they hadn't, if I didn't know the tattoo gun was gonna come into play, it it would have been so cool because it is like it's it's Chekhov's tattoo gun, right? Yeah, like, you gotta use it. Yeah, you see it early on, you gotta use it later. Um, I think that's that's like it, it's sad that the trailer sold all that, but your what your disappointment is that you watched the trailer. Yeah. Like you can't be mad at the movie that the trailer did the thing that trailers always do, which is tell you <laughs> too much about the movie because those moments are good. Uh-huh. You just saw them in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I just figured that it was going to show us more with that. No, it was no, just like a got, one hit and it's done. You, you know? got to learn that the trailer is ruining movies for you. No, look, the the box grater has so many different sides to it, and it they just does. use one, Steve. They it you does. just use the one. It like does they were grating so some sides. parm on top of a of a pasta noodle. Man, you got that one hole on the side that's got the big slicing hole, dude. Yeah, shave off a big old piece of skin with that thing. You know, uh-huh. that's true. That's true. You're 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 right in that aspect <laughs> that they could have gone harder, and maybe they'll release like a you know a longer version that has more stuff like that but i i think they came pretty hard with the gore which is something that i they didn't wanted. hold back much yeah yeah i was i was satisfied with that um especially 
when so many movies get just neutered down to PG-13 just to get asses in seats. I, I do like that they didn't compromise on, on gore with this movie. They weren't afraid to, as you said, rip the arms off of a child. Yeah. <laughs> have mm-hmm. a child get, you know, blood and viscera barfed all over them. And, yeah. Uh, the, the final, like, you know, the chainsaw through the, the head of the sister thing is, like, pretty fucking hardcore, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I was happy they didn't skimp on the blood. Yeah, me too. I think the the little like the precocious uh child character who just seems, you know, a little too smart for their age is kinda tired, right? Like Yeah. <laughs> can we just have a child that's like, I'm scared of stuff, I'm a kid. Like, I wouldn't open the door for my zombie mommy because it's really scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a- actually adding tension to a movie when it's yeah. just like this kid is defenseless and frozen in fear. Yeah. Someone has to defend them. It's like that's actually better than being like actually it's a precocious, very intelligent little kid that yeah. can stand up on their own. Like you kind of add more tension to a movie when it's a more helpless situation, right? Yeah. No, I mean not that all children are helpless and and obviously the precocious child who who is is a little advanced is a character that should stay around cuz those children are real. Uh, but it, it becomes like, it's becomes, it's just such a standard in horror. It feels like that there's, there's going to be a child who is way too advanced, uh, but she's Mm -hmm. great. The character's really cool. Yeah. I like that. I love the, I love Stephanie and all that. And the actress is great. So that, that, that was cool. But I, I, it's, it's just getting tired to me a little bit. Uh, I also like. You know, if we're talking about like gross, gruesome shit that happens in this, when when the the older daughter pukes those like ink slugs, like from the Ew, ta- this, yeah. like the tattoo ink spreads across her face and then starts coming out of her pores, like oh, ugh. I didn't even put that together. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because she got tattooed so cool. in the face, yeah, yeah, by her mom. That's a fucking rad moment. I don't care if the trailer spoiled it. That was a cool moment. <laughs> like the mm-hmm. the moments Very are Fulci really moment. yes, the moments are really really good. But there's a lot of like there's a lot of like you know connective tissue that's kind of like. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like the little kids, uh, you know, picking up pizza and an earthquake revealing a, a, a buried uh, vault that has the Necronomicon in it in LA. Like, it Dude, feels a there little There wasn't a cleaner goonies. way to get there. There's really? got to like, have been a different way, right? <laughs> it's a bank vault that contains. A, a huge spooky crucifix and this priest stuff, which includes these records and the Necronomicon. Like that? Yeah. Really? That's the best way you thought of to get there? Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. It, 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 it felt like they could have got there cleaner. Uh, it felt like, though, that the kid, I, I, I did like the kids having that kind of almost Goonies or Monster Squad feel for a moment. Yeah. But then I was like, God, I hope this doesn't become a feel-good, nobody-dies, Evil Dead movie. And it didn't. So, yeah. that, that you know, I, I can definitely excuse that, yes, there's there's a, it's a pretty roundabout way to get there because it, it ends up in the right place, but... Yeah, I think you could have definitely done that more cleanly and efficiently. And I kind of wonder too if the 
if maybe the, the, the tension could have been higher if there was, I, I don't know, man. And, and again, I know you get on to me about like just wanting something different out of a movie, but right. Like the, I guess the familial connection is where the horror is supposed to be coming from. That right. your sister or your mother is now this monster that right. you have to kill, and they're saying and doing horrible things to you, and how fucked up that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yes, that is extremely fucked up as a premise. Yeah, I kind of feel like there's a lot of no cells going on here. Like yeah. I don't feel like there's enough. Yeah. Like shit, ah, yes. my mom, no. Exactly. Like, I don't feel like there's yeah. enough of that. Yeah, that is what uh, I wanted to get get at with what I was saying about the familial connection now that we're in the spoiler territory is that it it's you're you're right to say no selling it these kids aren't as broken up about it as they should be and then when the sister gets possessed they're not as broken up about it as they should be like it, it all just kind of no. yeah it all just kind of happens and there's not a lot of reaction like whereas you know with with ash we you know had to see him you know devastated by the death of his sister and his his, uh his girlfriend um and same with uh you know watching uh the brother who (laughs) i mean the actor doesn't sell it well in the evil dead 2013 but the brother is having to go through a real rough time with his sister and he had to in his past with his mom as well except you know he he avoided that and now he's having to face it like those things are tough and rough and they're really going through it and then this is just like they should be having a hard time but yeah. you don't get a chance for that to happen well especially because they showed the family is obviously being a pretty tight-knit unit yeah they I mean, were it seems like this really is a close. very loving and accepting yeah. family yeah that seemed close with each other yeah and but then when they all start having to murder each other it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal no just kind of <laughs> there you go here it is we're murdering each other now yeah. yeah that was an undersell to me it's like i get that you guys were making that you know what's horrifying about this but i just don't feel like it was sold as you know, emotionally damaging as that would be to have to go through. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you on that. And, and that, you know, that's, that's one of the strongest like issues I had with it. Like, especially like, um, when they, they get the, the mom out of the apartment and lock her out and then they just leave that little girl by herself like yeah <laughs> i thought Take y'all care cared kid, about Jesus. each other like what i that get that baby right next to you everywhere you go what are you doing <laughs> yeah yeah again not it's like are they a, a tight-knit unit or not right yeah 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 you showed me their tight-knit unit they love each other they you know they tolerate uh each other's little uh eccentricities and stuff like uh, yeah, I, I I was I was down for that family, and that family just disappears like almost yeah. instantly when the the trouble starts. It's weird, man, and that's kind of enhanced by just that that inconsistent tone that I'm still trying to figure out. Like yeah. there was moments where they were definitely going for like hard A24, Evil Dead 2013, yes. uh-huh. gruesome, brutal, sad, traumatic shit, and then right. that would be followed up by like, oh, she bit this guy's eyeball out and then spit it into the mouth of this other guy, and it's gonna be a tracking shot. It's like, that was funny, rainy though. as fuck. It's but a weird th- that's tone. That's the thing, is like, 
Yeah. It is. But like even that shot felt straight out of like Drag You to Hell or yes. any of the Raimi Evil Dead movies. Yeah. But then the tone goes right back to yeah, yeah. serious family drama kind of shit. Like I couldn't figure out what the tone was it's it was at its best when it was trying to pay homage to Raimi and it could have bridged that tone really well if you know if the family had gone through it more but also like we see them you know huddling together and and being charming together that's that's kind of what gets lost there is that like they're they're kind of interesting at at first together seeing how they interact but then none of that is there later and if that had been there maybe it would have bridged the gap with that tone but it doesn't so we're just not like relating to them as much as as we should be And, and the focus being on the the sister who um on beth who who you know like i'm just not getting the the mother thing like i feel like she doesn't want to be a mother so like why is the movie trying to convince us she should be yeah right yeah because she's definitely not stoked about being pregnant and having a kid like this is not an expected thing you can tell from her reactions and she even says like i fucked up i got pregnant and stuff like she's clearly not wanting to be a mom yeah so yeah i mean it's one of those things that really annoys me as somebody who has made it clear to everybody like hey i don't want to have kids i'd be a terrible dad right and then they're like no you'd be great no you should no you'd be so good no you'd be a great dad and i'm like no i don't appreciate hearing that like right i know you might be saying that as a compliment thing yeah (laughs) yeah no i'm telling you i've made a decision i don't want it yeah Yeah, I think that it would have been what like just what if right at the end, right, right uh, before it cuts to you know uh, the the chick getting attacked by the demon in the in the parking lot, she's just walking away with the little girl and she just says like, "Well, gonna go get an abortion." (laughs) (laughs) Like that would have been I would have been like, "Fuck yes, character arc." Otherwise, yeah, it's good just thing abortion's like, still legal in California because yeah. I'm going to go get one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I mean the ending we get is I guess well I'm not gonna become the number one guitar tech at Fuck. you know. <laughs> the I gotta go little. to mom school now. Yeah, <laughs> go to mom school. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Like I I do I do think you're right that. The message is 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 a little murky. The tone is is hard to figure out, and like, yeah, we we lose the emotional connection kind of halfway through the movie. So that that those are the negatives for it. But I think that that the horror bits are all done pretty well. I mean, yeah, I agree with you on the. Um, the baby voice thing and, and and stuff like that. I think that that's a little played out. But the other stuff, the gore, the you know biting out the eyeball, ripping off a kid's arms, all that stuff. The the spider deadite, the fucking wood chipper, all that shit is Dude, bad. I was gonna ass. say, anytime somebody gets ground up in one of them big grinder things, I'm the fuck on board. I right, will watch right. literally 
anything get thrown into one of those deals. Like Absolutely. anytime I get videos on on like Instagram or whatever, uh-huh. they're like, oh, like I saw one the other day that was like an entire like like a trailer that you'd pull like a lawnmower on, you know, like a big <laughs> flatbed trailer, and somebody put it in one of those like the Jesus. big grinder things with the teeth, and it just annihilated it. It's like I, I can't look away from those things. That was like the only good part of fucking Halloween ends. Yes, <laughs> Is that? yes, that was the absolute best part of Halloween ends. But yes, I I think. That the the gore stuff is all so good. I yeah. do wish the story was was better, or well, not better, yeah. but I guess tighter and, and more consistent. And the tone was it, it do, the tone doesn't have to change, but they definitely have to do something to bridge together that humor and the heart that they're they're trying to to put out there. So yeah, uh, totally. yeah, those totally issues agree. are all there. It, it's it, it it's definitely not like. It's not Evil Dead E enough, but it if you if you were to take Evil Dead off this and if this just like was uh, offered to you on Netflix and you were like, oh, I'll give this a shot, I think you'd walk away with like, oh, okay, it was all right. Like if somebody it was kind of brutal, yeah, yeah, it was, had some really good kills. Like I, 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 and the practical effects, like you don't get that all the time. So like, I, I think that's why I would put it at, at above average, slightly above average mm. f- for that as an Evil Dead movie. Yeah, it's it's not it's it's not up there, but um, as as just a horror movie, it's definitely slightly above average for me. I kind of feel like what you were talking about a second ago when you said it didn't feel Evil Dead-y enough. I feel like right. somebody in this cast and crew said that same thing, too. And they're like, oh, well, let's make sure that after she gets the gun, she says, come get some. Uh-huh. Um, let's make sure there's a chainsaw. Let's make sure they all say Dead by Dawn. Like, Dead by let's Dawn. Let's do all... The- Again, that did it felt feel like they were forced, playing- yeah. Yeah. Yes, it felt like there was a fucking Evil Dead bingo card that the director right. was playing, you know? Yeah. Uh, had to get all those boxes checked for it to be an Evil Dead movie. It just kind of reminded me of how not really like an Evil Dead movie this was, you know? Yeah. And it is interesting to have the the neighbors say there are no bad installments in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. <laughs> There's no truth like, in this art. Because <laughs> it's like, they, yeah, there are there are some bad ones. They're They're all still you know watchable but you know this 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 uh is i guess trying to stretch the definition of what an evil dead movie can be um and that's okay that's fine with me i mean if bruce campbell's not going to be returning if if sam raimi's not going to be directing uh if they want to go this different direction I mean, in the comics, Ash is an interdimensional uh, traveler, basically. So, like, the idea of the Evil Dead series having these just sort of other worlds, I guess. Like, I don't see this Dude, Army of Darkness, in- man. Yeah. Like, Army of Darkness already yeah. did it and showed us how fucking awesome it can be. Yeah. So, th- I'm cool with that. I- I'm cool with it just being disconnected, kind of, from Evil Dead. But it... it- you know yeah it's it's still not it's still not a strong evil dead movie i i, I really wish the necronomicon looked different yeah. um i you although know, just, i like the illustrations the illustrations, the illustrations were cool. look yeah really nothing good. about the inside was 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 a negative but the the yeah. exterior it i mean you know because the 2013 one didn't have the face 
but I yeah, just yeah. yeah, I don't really like the teeth. I, I just don't like that. Um, because because of the Harry Potter bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I just kind of feel like if we're gonna get more Evil Dead movies, you know, similar to like what we just did with Prey. Give me the Necronomicon through time. That yeah, book is obviously absolutely. very, very, very uh-huh. old. Yeah. You know, give me fucking somebody finding it in, you know, uh, covered wagon times in America. We can Hell put yeah. this in different settings. We can put this 100%. in all different time periods. Do it. It doesn't always have to be the Necronomicon and people existing right now. Give me some yeah. backstory. Give me some history. I would be happier with that than another current time what family if, oh my god dude hear me out what if lizzie borden's dad found the necronomicon dude easy and that's why easy she had money. to chop Take my up. fucking money yeah fuck yes full dismemberment give me yeah. that fucking movie dude yeah yeah 100 love it and oh by my the god way, that would be I, awesome <laughs> nobody steal that idea because uh, it doesn't have to be an evil dead movie <laughs> lizzie Morton yeah, chopped up her parents because they were possessed fuck yeah i love this fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah easy money i think there's a way to make a better yeah installment into the evil dead franchise but overall i will say like we said at the start of this episode as a franchise there's still nothing that's unwatchable like this isn't one no, of those movies no, that I'm just it's, like it's still watchable yeah 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 exactly is it my favorite no by no means uh but it's not at all unwatchable or something no. i will dread watching like fucking yeah no. freddy's dead that we did recently <laughs> you know right yes yeah it, it, it's not yeah it's not even on the level of like dream child or anything it is it is still like I'd, I'd put it like if we're comparing it to nightmare on elm street movies i'd put it there with like four where it's like yeah yes it's fine fine it's fine there's yep. some cool elements in it you know yep. but it's mm-hmm. not my favorite no yeah. you got anything else you want to say about the flick no, no. I, I mean, yeah. If you, you know, uh, if you, if you've stuck around this long, I hope you saw it uh, and didn't get it spoiled for you. But if, if you, you have gotten it spoiled for you, I mean, yeah, I had a good time at the theater uh, watching it because of, of uh, you know, some real good moments. Like I, I certainly did say out loud, like, oh, fucking gross at the point when uh, she's like puking up those ink slugs and yeah uh, and, and i did like i just could not hold in a fuck when she ripped off that kid's arms yeah <laughs> you don't see that every day you don't you don't so uh, it is a good time at the theater for for that element but yeah don't don't go in with high high expectations for uh, uh you know evil dead connection and stuff like that totally um, totally yeah so yeah it's, 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 it's midland agree man agree let us know what you guys think about this one over on our facebook group it's the only reason to use facebook anyway so hang out with your boys on there as well as our other social media outlets like uh instagram and the twister and <laughs> all the other twister. ones that we use uh-huh. <laughs> find those on our link tree page if you look for it including our patreon page yeah that's right patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely head on over there uh by the time this episode comes out the uh hell rankers of uh the Evil Dead franchise, including the Ash vs. Evil Dead uh, seasons. We're going to break it down by season even because uh, we had some some strong opinions per season. But uh, uh, that'll be up. Uh, also, if you become a $5 patron, you get to throw a movie into the smoking bowl, and then we draw from the smoking bowl, and then we cover the movie we draw from the smoking bowl, which is what we're going to be doing next week. 
That's right. That's the next episode that's coming up. It's one of your all's picks. Thankfully, you guys have really good taste and always put good movies into that smoking bowl. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys have selected for us to watch on the next installment of Drang and Larg D. <laughs> that yeah. sucks. I'm yep. Larg D. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Drang. <laughs> we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Now, obviously, we lived through and are continuing to live through, uh, of course, the, the COVID pandemic, global pandemic, has created lots of victims, as we all know, many deaths, many deaths associated with this terrible disease, as we all know. Uh-huh. I can't help but feel like we have ignored one victim that suffered greatly, must have suffered greatly okay. through this entire pandemic. All right, let's hear it. Because you remember, it? like, especially when the pandemic broke out, the CDC was giving us all that stuff about, like, you know, don't touch your eyes, wash your hands all the time. You remember yeah. all those guidelines we were all really hardcore about. Have you thought even for a second about how much KFC probably suffered through this, considering their whole slogan is finger licking good, and then you've got the CDC being like, absolutely don't lick your fingers. Wow. So, okay. <laughs> Hold on. So that the- had to hurt. The folks over at KFC <laughs> definitely probably have lost a couple of dollars from people being like, oh, I can't go get that chicken. I'm going to be very tempted to lick my fingers, which I know <laughs> I shouldn't do. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, you're right, man. That uh, Fauci told me I can't be licking my fingers no more. So, well, no more KFC until this all blows over, I reckon. Well, luckily, Ben. We've already, in the past two weeks, assisted the folks over at Pepsi with our amazing Pepsi on Purpose campaign. Oh, my um, God. We're blowing them up, dude. Yeah. They owe us big time. And they own KFC, so I'm sure they're going to see an uptick in sales. <laughs> yeah, because of our efforts for the uh, Pepsi on Purpose campaign. <laughs> exactly. Do you think that they ever considered adopting a new slogan during the pandemic? Like, KFC, it's fork licking fine. <laughs> fork licking fine. I honestly, but that's, I am surprised that no one has ever said that to someone. Like, damn, girl, you fork licking fine. <laughs> what? Yeah. What did you say? Fuck yeah. All right, let's do this. <laughs>